Hello, welcome to the Cowboy Show, hosted by Ben Carey and Nick Gronerad, combining expert human opinions with cutting-edge simulation models to help you arrive at the best picks each week. Inside, Inside Edge, Edge Community, community. Five, 5, 4, four three, 3, 2, 1. one. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to today's stream. We have a massive, massive, massive 18-game MLB slate. Uh, we're supposed to have 18 games yesterday. Suffered a couple rainouts. Uh, three sets of doubleheaders today. Uh, one between the Rangers and the Yankees. One between the Orioles and the Royals. And one between the Phillies and the Mets. Every other team playing one game today. Uh, but it is an exciting day. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to today's slate. There's some stuff that we're going to be talking about that I've been looking forward to. Uh, we haven't had a hype train category in quite a while, uh, but we finally get one today. So don't want to talk too much about that. I uh, don't want to spoil anything, but uh, there's a guy debuting today that I am very excited for. Uh, ben, how are you feeling today? Feel pretty good. You know, it's a big slate, so that means there's uh, a lot of opportunity on the board. So mm -hmm. looking forward to it. Yeah, should be a good one. Uh, so, hope everyone in the chat is doing well. What's up, Ace Man? Haven't seen you in forever. Uh, Says so you're going to want to take the Yankees to the best team. Yankee Yankees are looking pretty damn good this year. Can't lie. Um, we are, we're going to be talking about the Yankees in, uh, in one of these categories. So, we'll see, uh, we'll see what, what the feelings are about the Yankees today. Uh, what's up, Sensei? What's up, Pull Up With A Stick? Hope you're doing well. Hope everyone else in chat uh, is doing well as well. Well as well. Uh, so, quick rundown of how the stream works uh, for anybody who is new. Uh, we have five categories uh, listed on the left-hand side of the screen. For each of the first four categories, we've picked out a game that fits into that category. It's four games that are interesting for four different reasons, not necessarily our favorite bets of the day, uh, just more so four interesting games to spark the discussion uh, around today's slate, games that people are going to be interested in, games that people are going to be watching. Uh, for each of these games, I will have my lean, Ben will have his lean, and you guys, as the chat, will have the ability to vote on a poll to determine your collective lean on that game. Uh, and not only... Are these leans going up on the screen now? We are, as of earlier this week, tracking every play from the stream on Betstamp. All broken down by category, broken down by whose pick it was, whether it was mine, Ben's, Chats, whatever guest we have. Uh, and we're in the green right now. Uh, had, a, had a kind of average break-even first two days of doing this, uh, but then yesterday was, uh, was a very, very green day driven largely by uh, the over in that Cardinals-Giants game. That was uh, unanimous across the board, and they scored uh, 20, 20 runs in that game with a total of seven. So that was nice. Uh, last category of the day is the walk-off. Uh, this is our actual favorite bets of the day. Once again, I will have mine. Ben will have his, and chat. You will be able to vote on yours. Uh, so, Ben, are you ready to hop into category number one? We got to get going because there's games starting. So yeah, no, I think I think there's already a game going on. <clears throat> yeah, this is this is the like the stupid day where the Red Sox decide to play at eleven o'clock. 
<laughs> Eastern time. You're waking up at 8 a.m. West Coast and the game's on. But no, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Alrighty. So here is category number one. David versus Goliath. Average Joes versus the Globo Jim Goliath. This sport doesn't build character. It reveals it. F&A, Cotton. F&A. So category number one. Uh, looking at David versus Goliath. Uh, looking at a big money line favorite today, and the biggest money line favorite of the day is the Yankees. Uh, in the game number one of the doubleheader against the Texas Rangers, uh, Yankees sitting at minus 245 on the money line, minus 120 on the run line in that game, total sitting at seven. Uh, we've got Dane Dunning and Garrett Cole on the mount for these two teams. Uh, bet. What are your thoughts? Are we still on the fade Garrett Cole train? No, I'm not. No, I've, I've, I've never been on the fade Garrett Cole train. There's a lot of, a lot of chat has been on the fade Garrett Cole train, but I, I don't, I don't know if that's something you can do. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, it goes back to last season with the sticky stuff and then some of the troubles he had. So I think people were just like, Oh man, he was, <clears throat> he was cheating and all this stuff. And I'm like, guys, like ninety percent of the pitchers were were doing it, so mm-hmm. you're just using him as your example, and he's a Yankees uh, player, so I get it. But no, I'm I'm not on the fade Garrett Cole train today. Um, I think he has a, a great outing. <clears throat> now the question is, Rangers around plus two hundred. That's that's interesting. Uh, I definitely took a, a look at it, but. The way the Yankees are playing right now, it doesn't seem like a good spot um, to try to go with a big dog like that. So I'm actually going to go with a prop in this one, Nick. All right, and what? I'm going to go with Garrett. Yeah, Garrett Cole over seven and a half strikeouts. <clears throat> Trying to see what the best number is at, but okay, yeah. Um, so also, just FYI, I I've had there's some problems tracking props on Betstamp. So we, we did the prop oh, okay. category yesterday, and none of the three props that we talked about were on there at the correct number. Okay, what's what's it on there now? Yeah, there there are look. no props. Oh okay. yeah, because I I think uh, I think a lot of the double headers have had that, but <clears throat> just for you guys listening in, that's that would be the one. But okay, yeah, yeah I'll, the... I'll, you can you can lock it in. I'll just I'll go in after the fact and. Okay. Well, I mean, I could also give a a first five um, spread too because. I like that as well, so I'm I'm fine with doing that. No, I don't want to just... talk you off your favorite play. I mean, they're both my favorite. All right. I actually wanted to put both down, but that's not part of the rules. No, so we'll that's... go with the first half. Um, let me see here. One forty-five minus one forty-five on Caesars first five run line. So Yankees have to be up, and that's on Caesars, and I found that on Bet Stamp. So. All right, I'll put let, that down me, for this. let me track that for you <clears throat> right now. Yeah, he might be back on that sticky stuff. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so what I'm going to do here uh, makes me feel a little uncomfortable. I'm actually going to take the Rangers, not on the money line, but on the run line. In, yeah, in you, you never take those big money lines, Nick. No, I don't. It's it's just for for whatever reason, like the, with the with the model, they're not supported as being profitable in a lot of spots. Just, I mean, just, just like I, I'm sure that if you pick and choose the right spots, 
they're obviously profitable. But just as far as the model is concerned, like the best spots for the model have been identifying big favorites that are going to win at a way higher rate than their uh, than mm-hmm. money ladder online price are. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to take the uh, the Rangers run line here. I, it's not so much a fade Garrett Cole as it is a I like Dane Dunning, and and I think that this is a good spot for him. So Dunning is uh, a pitcher who has pretty good stuff but um what he uh what he's good at is limiting home runs and striking people out he gives up a lot of a lot of base hits a lot of contact but not a ton of home runs and i think that with the wind blowing in 14 miles an hour in in yankee stadium uh, and against a pretty aggressive yankees team uh, aggressive both in in chasing out of the zone and aggressive as in like patient which is i guess the opposite of aggressive uh but like waiting for the best pitch uh i i think that we're gonna see balls not leaving the park and i think that we're gonna gonna see a yankees team that just doesn't have a lot of success stringing together hits stringing together base runners i i think i think that this is a good spot for dunning so i'm gonna take a uh, Yankees plus one and a half for the full game. Or a, a Rangers plus one and a half for the full game. I mean, I'll take a Yankees plus one and a half too, if I can get that at plus 100. Uh, I don't think I can though. Yeah, that's going to be like minus 300. I yeah, think. <laughs> that's going to be like minus 500. Some of those are s- such bad value. Those, mm-hmm. the reverse, like of the reverse, like the pluses for the favorite. I- I've noticed that. Um, the only thing with Dunning, Nick, is um it does scare me a little bit that he's gonna allow guys on base because i think that kind of plays into the yankees like favor in a little bit not not so much like his pitching style but just i mean that's that's where they've struggled in games is when they don't have guys on bases and they get those solo knocks and it's just like all right stanton home run all right it's only one it's only two right yeah, but the wind is blowing in. So yeah, I mean, I th- I think you're you're gonna see guy on first, guy on second, fly ball out, like that type of deal, as as opposed to out out home run. I guess we'll find out. We will find out. Also, Capital says Dunning doesn't play well in New York. Has he played a whole lot in New York? I mean, he's a yeah. Cole, Cole has young. been. Cole does have some pretty crazy splits at home, but. That's probably because they allowed him to do more sticky stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm half not joking. I mean, yeah, what, yeah Dunning Dunning Dunning, Dunning has only made one start in Yankee Stadium. So what I don't know. What, I don't, was, what was the outing? Uh, he pitched. Uh, one game went two innings, gave up two runs. Three hits, struck out three. So it's just like a he was a reliever. No, he he started. I don't know. I don't know if he like got hurt or what. He got scared. Got scared, but yeah. I mean, ERA is nine or like closer to six at Yankee Stadium, but still, it's just it's two innings. It's not it's not anything to handicap on. Mm Hmm. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not betting this one. By the way, I'm I'm just gonna Mm -hmm. let you guys know. Yeah, I think I, think I, think, I will bet the prop though. I, I need to find a better number. What number do you see for the prop? 
Um, I saw, well, let me think. I, I saw minus 135 on FanDuel, but that was like an hour ago. So I'm sure it changed because it just, these strikeout props, man. Like, <clears throat> I know we don't talk a lot about CLV with props, but man, they've, they've been moving. But I'll, I'll find a better number. All right. Um, so let me lock in my Rangers. Plus one and a half. And best price is actually plus 105 for this on Caesars. Um, oh, wait, no. Never mind. Ah. Uh, let's take a look and see what chat uh, has to say, though. Uh, so chat is going to fade me, which I'm not surprised about. Uh, but chat's favorite play in this one is the Yankees run line. Uh, 12 votes on the Yankees compared to one on the Rangers. As far as totals go, uh, 11 votes on the over, two votes on the under. I actually do lean the under, which I think is correlated. Like the, the Rangers and the under got no votes in this poll, but that's where I'm mm -hmm. I, I'm just, I'm banking on Dane Dunning having a, having a good performance today. Also, this is just completely off topic, but you know the video of like the Blue Jays fan who gave the Yankees kid the ball? Mm -hmm. There is a, a guy who did it in reverse, and he's like, look at this asshole Blue Jays fan taking away the ball from this Yankees fan who's a kid, and they have the video reverse. <laughs> I thought it was just fucking funny. That's funny. Also, you know what's, uh, you know what's kind of cool is there is a very slight ARB opportunity if the, the numbers on BetStamp are completely live. Uh, so you can for... get the uh, on the run line. You can get Rangers plus one and a half, plus a hundred on Caesars, and Yankees minus one and a half, plus one hundred two, on Barstool. Yeah. So for every two hundred dollars you can get down, you can guarantee yourself two dollars profit. One. I mean, some of you guys ROI. listening out there, you you need you need to take that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there before, man. I'm like, I will take any green possible. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a literal guarantee. Mm -hmm. Increase your bankroll by by one percent. Take that. I have to sneeze. Also, John Gray was in the lineup um, up till like one a.m. last night, and then it moved him. It was just funny to watch these like change. I Were saw, there like, like a bunch of them? These? <clears throat> oh yeah, like. If there was like four sources I was looking at, and two of them had like even pitchers from like game two and game one facing each other, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna wait till the warning. Yeah. No, there's a there's a lot of uncertainty, especially with double headers, and like they don't even need to make the decision as to who to call up until yeah. like until later in the day, or like until morning of, as as their extra guy. Uh, okay. Are you ready, Ben? To hop into category number two. Let's do it. Broom boys. The way you swept me off the feet. You know you could have been a broom. So category number two is broom boys. Taking a look at a team going for a sweep. Uh, there were a couple options today, and I guess with these double headers, there's actually more than two options. Uh, the option that we did not go with was the Astros and the Tigers. What I found really interesting is all three... So this is a four-game series between the Astros and the Tigers. All three games have finished 3-2 Astros so far. 
Like, not only did the Astros win them, but it was all the exact same score. So if you're looking to get a really, really, really cheeky, you can bet a, an Astros exact correct score, 3-2. Um, but it's a bullpen game for the Tigers. I don't like talking about bullpen games. So we're going to talk about the other team going for a sweep today, and that is the LA Dodgers. Uh, they played games one and two of their series yesterday against the Cubs. Dodgers won both of those games handily. Uh, Walker Bueller on the mound for the Dodgers today, going up against Marcus Stroman, coming off an excellent start. Uh, his last time out for the Cubs. Cubs sitting at plus 165 on the money line. Dodgers around minus 190, total 7.5. Ben, what are your thoughts? I think I'm going to have to go with the home team in this one, Nick. I'm going to go with the money line with the Cubs. Uh, I think Stroman has turned it around a little bit. Obviously, first few starts were a little a little shaky, <laughs> to say the least. Um, this, is the, this is the Sunday night game, correct, on ESPN? Yep. Do we know who the mic'd up player is? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I have I haven't chat. looked for it. It might be announced already. If chat, yeah, if you know, they already. Well, basically, what they've been doing is the player like calls some calls the next player out for the next Sunday. So mm. I think unless they deny or unless they say no, but almost every time they've accepted it. So, anyways, um, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go with the Cubs. I think <clears throat> the Dodgers right now they're they're playing good baseball. Uh, Bueller is a guy who I've bet on a few times. I like his stuff, but, uh, I feel as if on the road, I think this is one that the, the Cubs at home with Stroman, I think they, they can steal. So I'm going to go with the money line here. Yeah. So chat said it's, uh, Justin Turner as our mic oh, nice. player. And also chat, uh, if you have not done so already, be sure to go vote on the poll for this game. Uh, so, Ben, I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to take the opposite side of you here. Oh, man, that's fun. I'm taking, I'm taking the Dodgers on the run line. Um, this, this is a spot where, where the model has the Dodgers covering this run line. I like Bueller. Stroman had a good start last time out, but he's been, uh, he's been a little inconsistent. And I'm I'm worried about his his stuff. His K numbers are are not great this year. He had a good start K wise, which was also actually coincidentally his worst start of the year run wise against the Rays, where he struck out seven in four innings. But he's just he's not striking a lot of guys out. He's allowing a ton of balls to play. We've seen this with the Dodgers this year uh, against the Diamondbacks, where there were some some situations where balls in play were maybe not what the Dodgers wanted because they would ground into so many double plays. But I think that we're going to see the Dodgers putting a lot of bat on ball today against Stroman. And could we see a scenario like the game against the Diamondbacks where, where it just turns into outs on balls in play? Absolutely. It, it, it could totally happen. But I just trust this Dodgers lineup from top to bottom to... Be able at some to at some point in the game generate some runs, whether it's against Stroman, whether it's against the Cubs pen, which is actually a, an excellent bullpen. Uh, I think that the Cubs have the second best pen in the league behind only the Dodgers, uh, according to XFIP. Uh, but I like the I'm taking the Dodgers here. 
Hopefully they stay warm. L.A. boys? Walker LA Buehler's tight pants? I don't know. It's, it's 60 in Chicago tonight. Uh, I'm showing wind chill under 50. I mean, it's not like that's freezing. It's not like... It's I mean, Walker Buehler just needs to have another pair of Under Armour. Yeah, I mean, also, like, Walker Buehler's not from Los Angeles. He went to college at Vanderbilt. It's even warmer out there in Nashville, right? Yeah, he's from Kentucky. <laughs> I'm just trying to support my my side here. Uh, okay, yeah. So I like the Dodgers. I'm gonna just straight up fade Ben. We just have to hope that it's not a, a one run win for the Dodgers, because then we'd both lose. Oh yeah, on the on the tracking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm taking the Dodgers run line and chat. Uh, chat is also taking the Dodgers run line. Uh, 21 votes on the Dodgers compared to only three on the Cubs. So Ben, this is your your turn to get faded by chat. Mm-hmm. It's mine last time. Uh, I, I read somewhere on Twitter earlier they said that this is the most uh, bet side thus far. I'm not. I'm not surprised. This actually, it's yeah. it's not there right now, but this has potential. Just when the lineups come out and we get final sims, and as the line moves, potential for a holy grail spot on the Dodgers today. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy though, Nick, is this line, this money line. Oh, okay, I guess it was only one seventy-five. I thought it was one eighty. Never mind. It's moving in the in the Cubs' favor. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so a lot of votes on the Dodgers uh, for the total. Uh, we had 15 votes on the over compared to nine on the under. Uh, so it is uh, Dodgers as Chat's favorite player. If Chat had to pick a side, it would be the over. So let me get this set up. Boom, Dodgers run line for me. Dodgers run line for Chat. Matty, I said, uh, really hope Ben and Nick fade each other all stream. I'm just trying to think if there's any others we're going to be fading each other on. I I don't know what you're going to be on on any of these. This next one, I might just go with what you are on because I think you dove deeper into it than I have. All right, so speaking of, up next, it is time for the hype train. Uh, So here is the video. The hype train. Come on, motherfuckers, come on. Release the brainstorm to make your motherfucking brain warm. A strange form, something kind of lyrical. Biggie the bastard, so that's kind of spiritual. Well, in God we trust, guns are bust. All right, so category number three is the hype train. Taking a look at a top prospect making their major league debut. Uh, and we finally get one. It's been. It's been a couple weeks since we've been able to use this category. Uh, but we have one today. And it is George Kirby taking the mound for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, the Mariners have recently demoted Matt Brash down to AAA and have, in his place, called up their other really highly regarded pitching prospect. Actually, George Kirby ranks higher on prospect lists than Matt Brash did, which is saying something because Matt Brash is a top 100 prospect and and clearly has disgusting stuff. Uh, the issue with Matt Brash is that he didn't know 
how to locate his stuff properly. Uh, and George Kirby is just the anti-Matt Brash in that sense. Uh, according to many scouting reports on Kirby that I've read, uh, quote, there isn't a prospect in the minors better at throwing strikes than Kirby. So this is a guy with crazy command plus a good fastball. He doesn't have the nasty, nasty slider that Brash had, but he's still going to touch 97, 98, 99 with his fastball. Oh, I forgot to put the pull up. Here's the pull. Uh, this is this is a guy that's going to be good, and I think I think a prospect in this mold is a little bit more primed for early success. Uh, so the Mariners with Kirby on the mound are minus one twenty five at home against the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, starting Ryan Yarbrough. Total in this game is at seven and a half. Uh, so Ben, do you have any thoughts, or do you want me to just? Yeah, I, I wanted to just say like kind of a high level point here with a lot of these pitching prospects and, and even any prospect because a lot of these guys were in a tough position with COVID because they canceled the, the minor league season. And at least with the MLB, they, they, you know, it was just delayed what ended up being three, four months. But a lot of these like minor league guys kind of got delayed <clears throat> and a guy like Kirby, we probably would have seen already brought up if if COVID never existed. So it's it's interesting to see how these guys are kind of coming back up. Um, just it, it was just delayed. So uh, as far as Kirby though, I don't know too much of his stuff. It looks like he's he's got some good stuff, like you said, and um, he's a he's a little different than Brash, huh? Yeah, and I I just think it's kind of funny that they had both of these guys in their system at the same time. And uh, that like brash with the just the nasty, nasty, nasty stuff and no command. So they send him down and they bring up the guy with the best command in the miners in his place. Mm-hmm. So brash can yeah. go work on his command. Well, I I think that is perfect for him because I'm sure he's a little pissed off, and I think that's just like one. Of, it's like a young quarterback, right? He makes really good throws, has a crazy arm athletic and then he he has those stupid throws into coverage right mm -hmm. I, th I think that's where brash is at and i think he'll be i think he'll be fine yeah i agree i mean matt brash is going to turn into an excellent pitcher uh so i want to talk about the guy on the mound on the other side for the race uh in ryan yarbra uh so he's an interesting case uh, i think he made his first start first appearance of the season uh last time out and it did not go well. Uh, he pitched two innings against Oakland. Not a great offense. And it was in Oakland. Not a not a great hitter's park. Uh, he went 2.1 innings. Gave up six hits, three walks, five earned runs. Only struck out two. Which I guess is fine in two innings. Um, but so Yarbrough. The, uh, the Rays do this thing a lot. Where they trot out opening pitchers and primary pitchers. And Yarbrough. Uh, has kind of, over the last couple of years, flexed between just being a traditional starter and being a guy who will come in after an opening pitcher. And he has pitched much, much, much better as the guy who comes in after the opener, as opposed to as a traditional starter. Uh, his ERA as a reliever 
And Mises, this is same number of innings per appearance. He's always been like a air quotes starter. Uh, so as a reliever, AKA coming in as a primary pitcher in the second inning, three, six, nine ERA, uh, as a starter in his career, four, nine, one ERA, something that we were handicapping on last year. First opportunity, or I guess second opportunity for us to do it this year. But as a starter, I am down on Yarbrough. So where am I at in this game? I, I would probably lean the Mariners if I had to pick a side. Uh, just because of the concerns around Yarbrough. Uh, but what I'm going to do here is I'm actually going to take the over. Seven and a half runs. Uh, just allowing for Kirby to be kind of meh. Uh, allow him to get hit around a little bit by by a raised team that is a, a pretty decent hitting team. And, and expecting Yarbrough to get beat up, and then if, if one of them has a terrible game, the over hits. I don't, I don't think that we see both of these pitchers come out and throw gems. So, I'm taking the over. I'm going to tell you on that. Convincing, and yeah, just with the, the newer prospect that I don't want to be the one who just blindly tries to go with the other side. So I think the over is the good look here. Yep, that's where I'm at. Uh, yeah, Tampa's bats have been crazy this series. They uh, they put up what eight runs yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really I don't want to bet against the Rays' bats, and I don't want to bet against or I don't want to bet on Yarbrough. So I mean that that makes me feel pretty good about an over mm-hmm. in that spot. Let's get this right. Let's get this. Uh, let's get this rosemary focaccia. Well, uh, Kirby's from Rye, New York, but. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, sometimes my jokes are just. That that was a. Five <laughs> D, chess I'm type pr- of joke. I'm I'm pretty sure that if we had, a hundred thousand people in here, I think maybe one of that one of the people would have gotten that. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I know he went to college at Elon. I just Googled it. And nowhere I near Rye, Rye, New York. I don't even know. Rye sounds very upstate New York. Uh, yeah, I think I think it is. I don't think it's like super, super upstate. I, I think I knew somebody who was from Rye, New York. I don't think it's like super far upstate. I think it's more like north of NYC, but not upstate. Yeah, that wouldn't be upstate, huh? Technically, no. Kind of a Yonkers. Oh, wait. Hold on. Yeah. We're yeah, it, geography it's actually, experts now. Yeah, this is now a geography stream. <laughs> it turns into the the stream where the guy has to guess the, uh-huh. the place in the world. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, no. It, yeah, it's, it's like 45 minutes out north of New York. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not upstate. Definitely a, definitely a burb. I I heard Rye gets a little bit of wind up there, but you know where is getting a lot of wind today, Nick. Uh, I do, but first we need to talk about what the chat is on. Oh, so this game. Although I like I like the transition there. Oh, that was just that perfect, was a that was a good time. attempt. 
Yeah. Good attempt. 10 out of 10. Uh, so not a whole lot of participation on this poll, which may be understandable with the uh, uncertainty on the pitching end of things for the for the Mariners. Uh, we've got six votes on the Mariners. One vote, or no, three votes on the race. Uh, we've got five votes on the under, four votes on the over. So it is going to be a Mariners money line. Uh, minus 125 for the chat. Uh, best price for the Mariners, actually minus 118 on Fandle. So that's where we're locking it in on bet stamp. Uh, and yeah, that would have been a beautiful transition. I feel bad. Wait till the football transitions, man. I just saw Bills in there, so. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so speaking of wind... Did you uh, you catch wind of the that cool transition that Ben was gonna make? <laughs> I was just trying to play my cards right on that one. But all right, so here is uh, here is category number four. All I do is wind. And they stay there. And they stay there. And they stay there. Wind. So category number four. All I do is wind. Taking a look uh, at a game. With high wind implications. And for the second day in a row, uh, we're looking at the game between the St. Louis Cardinals and the San Francisco Giants. So yesterday, uh, we had crabs on. We were talking about this game. Uh, it was Steven Matz and Alex Wood on the mound in that game. 20 mile an hour winds blowing out. Total at seven. Uh, both teams scored seven or more runs. There was 20 runs in that game. How many home runs were there? A lot. I, I looked way before the game ended and saw like four or five home runs. I wouldn't be surprised if there was another one or two more. Uh, so the wind was really impacting that game. I mean, San Francisco is a tough ballpark to hit home runs in. So seeing that many balls leave the yard, I think that the wind was a contributing factor. And today, it's much of the same. Uh, we've got 21 mile an hour wind blowing out. Uh, Giants favored at home, minus 135. They've raised the total, a half run up to seven and a half. And we've got Dakota Hudson against Jakob Yunus on the mound for the Giants. Ben, thoughts on this one? Yeah, so immediately when I see a game like this, right, with, with high winds, um, I, I'm even seeing up to like 25, 30 miles per hour in some spots. My, my first thing that I do if this is you guys entering my, my mind, um, let's just go to the base. Yeah, let's just go to the baseball the section of a Ben Jennings. <laughs> um, first thing I look at is the pitching, and uh, I'm like, all right, w what do these guys like to do at the at the mound? What are they trying to accomplish at the plate? And what are they good and bad at? And I think with both these pitchers, the the first thing that just hops off to me is the hard hit percentage. <laughs> both these guys rank pretty low in that category via baseball savant so they're getting hit uh pretty hard now at least with Jakob Junis um his stuff is is probably uh in, in comparison a little better than Hudson as far as like you know what, what he's doing at the plate he's not going to be hit as much but when guys do make contact uh, I think that 
could could potentially be an issue because his barrel percentage is pretty low too. So where I'm going with this, Nick, is I think we're in another position where we can see guys on base, some traffic, and, and guys coming to the plate with whether it's a, a home run or something deep, um, you know, triple triple park here too. I mean, there's a you hit it down to that what is it the right field um, or even deep center, right? There's a lot of opportunities for extra base hits and. I gotta go with the over here. I, I tried to talk myself out of that, just because I think it's the easy, you know, kind of surface level. It's windy, but I gotta go with the over. Yeah, I I totally agree. I this is another spot where I like the over. Uh, Hudson got hit around last time out. Uh, he's not a guy that gives up a ton of home runs, but I, he's he's a guy that's gonna get hit. Not a big K artist. So you're going to see balls in play from the Giants. And again, like I was like I was saying yesterday, that's kind of their bread and butter. That's not a team that really needs to hit home runs. They will hit home runs. The uh, Giants? They, the Giants, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they just generate traffic, create create runs that way. Um, all kinds yeah. of... Yeah. On like that it. point, Nick, with Crawford, I think, I think he's like the guy who, if they need a big base hit, like they can get it, but he also can hit it deep. But other than that... I think a lot of the guys in this lineup, they're, they're just kind of like, you know, Wilmer Flores is right. Mm-hmm. So let's get let's get contact. Let's create um, traffic and let's win games that way. Yeah. Uh, also, we're not playing the penis game in chat, guys. <laughs> Larry Larry was sad that nobody was responding to his comments. Sorry, Larry. Sorry. Not on a Sunday on Mother's Day. Uh, on Mother's Day, yeah. Also, yeah, reminder, call your mom. Yep. Uh, so, Junis, kind of interesting case. Uh, he uh, He's pitched really well this year in two long relief outings. He's five innings apiece, 10 Ks in those 10 innings, hasn't given up a run, only given up seven hits. Uh, but over the course of his career, he's been a guy who has been very susceptible to the long ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't pitched a full season since 2019. Uh, in 2019, he gave up 31 dingers in 175 innings. The season before, in 2018, he gave up 32 in 177 innings. He's given up 92 home runs in his career in a little over 500 innings. So I think I think we're going to see a couple dingers today from the cards. So I like the over here also. Uh, picking a side, I think, is tough in this game. But... Just going with the over. Don't need to pick a side. And it looks like there could be some regression coming for him. Uh, just looking at some of his expected versus actual numbers. So yeah, and it, he's a guy. It's hard to tell, right? Yeah, is did he actually do something? <laughs> well, yeah. Fundamentally, I mean, he he pitched thirty nine innings last year. He pitched twenty five innings in twenty twenty. So yeah, yeah, he hasn't operated as a full time starter since that twenty nineteen season. How wait, last year how many? Uh thirty nine innings. Okay. Yeah, that's fairly low. Yeah, six starts, ten relief appearances. Mm-hmm. Uh so Ben and I are both locking in the uh the over in this game. Uh seven and a half, finding that at minus one fourteen best price on FanDuel. Uh chat in this game. Uh, with us as well. Uh, 
13, no, 11 votes on the over, one vote on the under. Uh, as far as sides go, we've got seven votes on the Giants, five votes on the Cardinals. Uh, so for the second day in a row, uh, we are unanimous on the over in the Cardinals-Giants game. I like it. Alrighty, uh, Ben, are you ready for category number five? Let's do it. All right, so category number five is the walk-off. I'll play the video clip in a second. Uh, but first, chat, I need to know what your favorite plays of the day are so I can collect them and throw them into the poll. Uh, if it's a money line, give me the team that you're on and the price. If it's a run line, same deal. If it's a total, same deal. Give me the teams. Give me the number. Give me which side of the total you're on, and the over or the and the uh, and the price that you're getting it at. It can be a player prop. It can be a nerfy. Can be a team total. It can be a uh, no runs in the fifth inning. If if that's your cup of tea. Uh, so here is the video clip. The walk off. The one one pitch. A swing and a drive to deep right away back. All right, uh, so we've got a Brewers money line plus 120 from Big Germ. Uh, we'll go Scherzer uh, over. Has that game started, or is that? Do we still have another 40 minutes? I, I think we have a few minutes, but I, I think we should probably keep that out. Okay, yeah, that, that one starts in like 10 minutes. I'm not, I don't know if yeah. I'm going to be able to get that one tracked. Also, real quick, someone was saying that Scherzer does really bad after he has like over five days off or something is that even a thing have you heard that uh i don't know i mean you can look that up on his splits yeah yeah i, was I know just i know baseball reference has it just on the splits page mm -hmm. how many days rest uh i see bryce dog has the pirates reds over seven and a half uh although i think that totals at eight and for pick of the day i don't want to be buying points uh, Matty Iceberg has Diamondbacks money line, and I think that you can get a minus 150 on this still. So I'll throw that one in. Uh, Royals game two money line at plus one. You put Diamondbacks in? I did. I put Diamondbacks in. Okay. Um, let's see. Yankees game one run line. That was a winner in the poll. Minus one and a half uh, at minus 120 was the number that we cited. Uh, and then lastly, we'll go with uh, 1K Glow's Pirates. Mm. Team total over three and a half at minus 115. So we do get some action in that Pirates-Reds game. Reds are favored, by the way. <laughs> yeah, because What is that? You know Nick, you know what's so funny is I was listening to the, the Reds broadcast and they have some guy with Barry Larkin and they were like Reds win he's like say it again <laughs> Reds win it feels so good to say that uh, I mean ima imagine the announcers out there like that's I've I've had to watch that with Rockies over the years like you can tell that they're just like Ugh. I mean all it all it took for the Reds to win was three errors from the Pirates and a third string pitcher and, or catcher no not even a third string catcher a fucking second baseman who hasn't played catcher since he was 14 at catcher and you could tell it made a huge difference oh yeah i i think if anyone ever 
wants to question the importance of a catcher. And it's not even like he did anything like terrible as far as like letting balls go past him or like whatever, but like just being on the same page, it's like a center and a quarterback. Like you have to mm-hmm. have you have to have alignment and you could tell that they were just like they didn't know they I think they were calling like three pitches and it was very basic and like it, yeah, yeah, it was it was bad. It was. Also the, the umpire completely fucked the pirates. Yeah, there were on the at least one occasion. Oh, the umpire scorecard's probably out for that game. Yeah, he's, he, I it's gonna be bad. There were two that <laughs> Crow was like, "Yo, like, where the fuck am I supposed to throw it? I'm dealing with a second baseman out here." You know, like it was, it was getting pretty bad. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Uh, I'm just looking for my own curiosity. Uh, ben, though, what is your favorite play today? Favorite play of the day, man. I'm gonna have to go with the Diamondbacks run line. Plus 140, 146 on FanDuel. Uh, it's moved a little bit. I, I locked this in at plus 155. <clears throat> Look, here's the thing, Nick. Gallon is hands down the better pitcher in this matchup. Marquez has something fundamentally wrong with him right now. And I, I think I mentioned this before his last start, if you recall. I, I was like, hey, Marquez, something's off with him. And I think the last game was one of his worst uh, outings in a while. I mean, obviously it's hard when you pitch at Coors so often. You're going to have blow-up spots. But he he just is – his velocity's down. His command's off. And in a hitter's park, I don't think this is a good spot for him to get back on track. I really don't. Um, I think the Diamondbacks are going to win this game. And I know the run line – is you're probably like why not just like why get greedy with it but i really think that it's kind of a if diamondbacks win they're gonna win they're gonna win big and i think gallon's gonna minimize the damage and the other thing too nick the rockies bullpen they're gonna be without some of their best guys or they're gonna be limited kinley pitched last night um bard pitched they could still get an inning out of bard but those are some of the guys that I'm looking at with this Rockies bullpen. Um, that if they have those guys, they have some chance of having a good bullpen outing. But they rank, I think, bottom fourth in all of baseball, or even maybe bottom two, depending on what, what statistics you're looking at uh, as the worst bullpen. So a lot of things kind of working in the Diamondbacks' favor, and so, I think there's value on this run line. Can I, I just want to make one point. If you're talking about bullpens having pitched yesterday, the Diamondbacks are in the exact same boat. Yeah, but Gallon can go deep. Yeah, Gallon can go deep, but the the Diamondbacks used all three of their, like, the only three good arms they have in that bullpen. Mantiply pitched an inning, Ian Kennedy pitched an inning, Mark Melanson pitched an inning, and Melanson's not going to be able to go today. Yeah, well, maybe that's a good thing. Well, no, no, Melanson's been solid. It wasn't last night. No, he had a bad outing last night, and there was, like, a defensive misplay. Yeah, there was. That the Diamondbacks made. But Melanson's been, like, one of the best closers in the league over the last two years. Well, maybe I'm just that down on the Rockies, but I would take a I would take the bullpen, <laughs> the Diamondbacks over the Rockies. I mean, bullpen. the Diamondbacks, whatever stats you're looking at, Diamondbacks have the worst pen in the league. Well, maybe that's just a cancellation then. Yeah, because Rockies are right there. But but still, yeah, I like I. You have to take Gallon, ten times out of ten against Marquez. Mm-hmm. And even even if the bullpens are a wash. Yeah, and, and just and just, play, just think... playing devil's advocate, like the Diamondbacks are not going to have their good bullpen arms. Yeah, 
that that's fair. And I think if you're looking at expected innings, I think five to seven for Gallon, and I think Marquez. I mean, four to maybe six, but man, he's he's given up so much contact, Nick, and he's having just long at bats. I uh, I don't know. Something's going on with him, so I'm I'm gonna ride that. And you know what's kind of crazy, Nick? I I thought about this for a half second. I don't even know what this is called. This isn't a Polish middle. I don't even know what this is called. I'm almost thinking about taking the run line, which I locked in. But what about a Rockies money line at plus one forty? Because I think if the Rockies lose, they're going to lose big. And I think for some reason, for some reason, Nick, if Marquez snaps it back into place. But then a one-run win for the Diamondbacks would be catastrophic. Yes, and especially as the home team, like if the game goes to extras. Or Mm. if it's a walk-off in the ninth, I mean, there's like a, that's a dangerous play. It's a very good point, and that's probably why there's maybe some pricing the way it's structured so i actually bad idea then all right uh so i'm showing plus 146 on fandle best price for that uh diamondbacks run line is that more or less what you locked it in at yeah yeah i got it at one plus 155 you can see that on my bet stamp but i'm cool with that probably down to plus 140 all right yeah i i like the diamondbacks today quite a bit what does the model have it at Model has the Diamondbacks winning by 0.95 runs with just the preliminary lineups. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably going to be looking at a money line, not a run line, but mm-hmm. still like the still like the D-backs today. Uh, so chat poll results are in. Uh, let me go lock this one in real quick. Uh, it is the Brewers. Uh, to beat the Braves today, uh, the fade Charlie Morton train uh, has left the station. People, uh, people, not so happy to see the Braves favored with Charlie Morton on the mound. Uh, this is a close poll, though. So we had four votes on the Brewers, three votes on that Yankees game one run line, three votes on the Pirates team total over the fade Tyler Malley train, uh, two votes on that Diamondbacks money line. Uh, and one vote on the Royals to take home game two against the Orioles at plus money. Uh, so it is going to be a Brewers uh, money line plus 120 for the chat. And for me, I'm taking uh, a play that is actually not model endorsed, partially because there's a rookie pitcher making his major league debut on the mound for one of the teams, but I think it's a lot worse than the model's kind of just baseline, this is a new guy, uh, is concerned. So I'm taking the Blue Jays at minus one and a half today against the Cleveland Guardians. And I'm going to be locking this in at, let's see, where is this game? Uh, minus so many games. Minus 115. Yeah, there's a ton of games today. Uh, so this is Alec Manoa on the mound for the Jays taking on, what's his name? Uh, Connor 
with a K. K-O-N-N-O-R. Connor Pilkington. Sounds like a like an Irishman. Hmm. Not a not a baseball pitcher. Not like not that you can't be both Irish and play baseball. But he doesn't sound like a baseball player. Sounds he sounds like he plays rugby. Hmm. Uh, so Pilkington. Left-handed arm, 24 years old. Uh, just making a, uh, he's made a couple relief appearances this year, uh, but this is his first start. He's not a super highly touted prospect. He doesn't have crazy velocity. He throws like 90, 91. Uh, he's just got good control and not a, not a strikeout artist, but against this Blue Jays team with all of these big bats that have like struggles with uh with just like allowing themselves to strike out and make bad contact i i think a guy who doesn't strike out a lot of guys and gives up a lot of contact we're gonna see the blue jays put the bat on the ball a lot today against this guy uh plus he's a lefty blue jays have tons and tons and tons of righties in this lineup in fact rymel tapia hitting in the nine hole is the only left-handed bat that That's my they are dude. starting today. Uh, and him at nine is your only lefty. I mean, they're clearly stacking righties to, to hit against this guy. Uh, a, a team lineup from the Jays today. I love the spot for them. Uh, I think uh, I think this is a solid play. Just and trusting Manoa to, to do his thing. <clears throat> Manoa strikeouts, too? Eh, maybe. I was, I was looking at that. That's why I asked. I haven't I haven't looked at K props. But now I like that Nick. I'm just I'm just on the I'll let let the Jays put the bat on the ball against the soft toss and lefty. Mm-hmm. That that was a nice just like quick hey, here's here's what I expect to happen. Put the yeah. put the well, say it again. Put the bat on the ball against the soft toss and lefty. Yep. Sometimes we just over over uh complicate these things you know oh i definitely overcomplicate things that's like my specialty if i had a superpower it would be making things more complicated than they are mm-hmm. i so i have certain sports i do that with nick and i think the one is for me that i need to really just chill out on is college football <laughs> where like if if my first 20 minutes of research if i just stuck with that I would have probably hit 60% last year. And then I just go too deep, right? I'm like, oh, man, they're third string. He's hurt, you know? I just get too deep with it, you know? Yeah, and then you, like, attribute way too much value to those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, Sea Lord, we're literally talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. I like the D-backs. Run line at plus 145. Knicks on the Blue Jays. Minus 115 run line. Uh, audience the brewers the brew crew the brew crew remember we all hated the brewers in the first few games of the season well yeah i mean because they were (laughs) playing who the pirates in that first series and woodruff had a bad start and burns had a mediocre start and peralta had a bad start and the sky was falling in milwaukee people were like oh the the brewers offense is when is it gonna wake up yeah no it, it i mean that's still a legitimate question yeah, but I mean, 
at least they. But it it turns out that when you have a short spring training, the the, the pitching arms needed an extra game to get ready. And now Woodruff looks great. Burns looks phenomenal. Yeah. Peralta's getting there. Eric Lauer is suddenly turned into one of the best strikeout artists in the league for absolutely no reason. And then you've got a guy with absolutely nasty stuff, Aaron Ashby on the mound today. Mm-hmm. So maybe if if the Brewers can figure out Ashby's stuff, oh boy. This might be a team to put in a like a World Series future bet on. Yeah, I'm I'm already identifying a few of the uh, teams in the NL that I'm like, these teams aren't going away, and I think that's going to be one of them. Yeah, no, the, 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 the pitching the, is just too good. Along with the Mets, but that's pretty obvious at this point. Like the Mets are for real, and if if anyone denies that, you're probably a Phillies fan. <laughs> no, the Mets are the Mets are insane. And Degrom, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine your team just crushing it, and like Tom Brady's like not even playing. Yeah, is that a good analogy? Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. You know I mean, if saying. if Tom Brady only played one out of every five games, then yeah. Yeah, you guys know what I'm trying to say. But uh, yeah, I th- I think the the teams that are starting to arise, Nick, those two, and then I, Nick, I think the Padres too, because. Clevenger is back when Tatis comes back. I mean, they're 18 and 10 right now. They don't have their their best player. I think they're going to be a team that's they're they're for real. If if this was a buy or sell segment, Nick, I'm buying the Padres right now. Yeah, Padres are Padres are good. What's another team for you? It can be in any uh, AL or NL that you're like a team that I'm buying that you're just like. Early success, I'm I'm on board with. I'm not. I don't think it's any sort of fluke. I'm curious, Nick, the AL West, there's two teams. I'm curious about those two teams. If you're So I mean the Angels are the big one in the AL West that is performing really well. You were all over that. I was. Um But Trout is healthy, so it's Yeah, like... I mean that's that's really what <laughs> it is. Is as long as Trout is healthy, it's a buy. Yeah. But Trout's health is a big question mark. Uh, their pitching has also been quite good this year. Uh, Michael Lorenzen didn't have a great start last time out, but uh, he's he's been solid this year. Patrick Sandoval on the mound today has been good. Um, Otani's been good, obviously, because he's Otani. That's what he does. But I, th- I think as long as Trout is healthy, the uh, the Angels are a buy. I think I think the Astros, the other good team in that division, are. I mean, same boat, right? I mean, they're they're performing to expectations. Mm-hmm. I think they they kind of are who we thought they were. They struggled with Altuve out of the lineup. They've been playing well again now that he's back. Altuve is really good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I know it's the Astros, but like when you can get him as your leadoff guy, mm-hmm. it, it just causes fits for a pitcher because he can go up to the plate and and give a 10 15 pitch at bat to start a game right and now you get out of the first inning nick you're at 20 25 pitches like even if it's zero zero that's a huge win for the astros yeah something a lot of people don't you know don't talk about or you know think about but 
At, man, I I hate how good the Astros are. So, <laughs> uh, so let's, I guess, let's talk about the Red Sox. So we had some questions about them in the chat. They are having a rough go of it. Yeah, I I don't even know what's going on. I I I think it's largely mental. There's some guys that the Sox need to be hitting well who aren't hitting well. Uh, like Trevor Story. He's getting booed, Nick. Yeah. I I don't know why. I mean, he's hitting below. I mean, I know why he's getting booed. I don't know why he's struggling. Hmm. I, I kind of know why. And it's not even the Coors factor and, like, getting acclimated with the new environment. But he missed a lot of spring training. But, I, I, I mean, a lot of guys did. But he I, I think he only had, like, a few at-bats because the birth of his kid. But at a certain point, I mean... You got to be performing better than what's his batting average. It's got to be like one fifty. It's he's hitting one ninety eight after yeah, after going over two today. Yeah, just where he's placed in that lineup, Nick. Like you need him to be at least slugging better than he is, right? And he's not doing mm-hmm. that. A lot of guys left on base. A lot of strikeouts. They got to figure that out. Yeah. So story isn't playing well. I mean, Devers, Bogarts, JD Martinez are all playing great they're all having excellent seasons so it's it's like the top the very top of the lineup and the very bottom of the lineup for the Sox are struggling and also nobody Mm. in that bullpen has any shred of confidence i i don't i don't know i i I don't want to play psychologist but speculate but every everybody in crunch time looks so uncomfortable on the mound for the Red Sox, whether it's Hansel Robles or whether it's Matt Barnes or whether it's Jacob Diekman or whether it's Salamora, just everybody looks so on edge. Like there's so much pressure on them. And I don't, I don't know what it is. They, they haven't, they don't have like a well-defined closer. So it's like everybody's pitching like they're afraid to give up a home run. And what that's leading to is it's leading to walks. It's leading to bad counts where you have to throw like a pitch over the heart of the plate. And then they're giving up runs on those. So they, I don't know if it's the manager or if it's the pitching coach or the bullpen coach, but they need to do something to spark some confidence in that bullpen because it's cost them so many games. Mm-hmm. Nick, I, I, w- I want to be on record saying that. The Red Sox have the making to go on like a ten game win streak. Oh, absolutely. And I think it will happen this year. Yeah. I if, if I can buy low on a Sox win total or something, I'm doing it. Yeah, because they have the talent and it's just the bullpen, they'll figure it out at some point. And the only thing that makes it tough to win ten straight is if they're they're playing a lot of teams in the division, but there'll be a stretch that the Red Sox will have a lot of value, and we'll look back and we'll be like, there it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to be watching them closely because I think we're starting to get in that realm as you can buy kind of low on, right? It's getting – maybe it's already there, but it's, it's getting close because I just don't think this team – I mean, what, they're 10 and 18? That would put them on pace to win, what, 50 – Maybe sixty-ish games. Yeah, it's like sixty-ish. 
Yeah, they're better than that. I mean, they're for sure better than that. Yeah. I think the, the Orioles have a better record than them. <laughs> Spencer Watkins, the next Cy Young winner? No. <laughs> uh, so I like what Lenny just said. I think the Twins are a sleeper. I like this Twins team. I do too. They're, uh, as long as Byron Buxton is healthy. They really very struggle balanced, when he's out. Very balanced team. Like, I just, love their pitching. Yeah. Joe Ryan has been a beast this year. I kind of called that in the in the preseason. I was talking about also, it when I was... we can't watch it, Nick. When I was doing my fantasy baseball draft, I uh, drafted Ryan and was talking him up. We don't have that saved anywhere, huh? The The... It might. Oh, it's probably too old now. Yeah, I wanted oh, to go no, back. Oh no, I think and... we might we might get three months now as Ooh, partner. I, we we should we should uh save that and then if I have it, I'll put it on YouTube. Do the best and worst takes. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm because here's the thing. I I've gotten into this habit where I'm like, ooh, check out my take back in like 2010 or 2010 2020. I said that this year's quarterback draft would be the worst in like years, and I'm like, ooh, I told you guys. But at the same time, I've made a lot of bad takes, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm always trying to like balance it out because yeah, yeah, anyone can just you know say yeah. their best takes and forget about the bad takes. Yeah, no, I think the, the tier list as a whole is just one massive take, and of course, you're not going to go thirty for thirty picking win total over unders. Just have to have to be good enough. Uh, but yeah, also I'm a huge fan of the guy uh, Winder. For the twins he's made two starts so far he's he's filthy instant instant solid impact guy also thank you maddie and i made that call which call oh about the maybe the draft mm-hmm. <clears throat> i nick i had some pretty good receipts though on that because people are people are saying that they're like oh no like guys are gonna pop up for this draft like happens every year and i'm like Maybe, but I'm like the t- the top of the draft is it looks so bad and I mean this time last year number one pick was supposed to be Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another guy that they had a lot of um, JT Daniels. He was supposed to be like a top ten pick. Now he's a did he transfer? Yeah, he transferred. Yeah. At this point, it's like if you're if you're, if you're like West a, Virginia. Yeah, if you're a four star recruit. You just transfer, especially with the new rules in place. All right. Uh, Anything else, guys? There's a lot of games on. Um, transfer to West Virginia. JT Daniels did. We get the uh, the backyard brawl between two <sighs> former USC quarterbacks. Might literally be a brawl. Mm-hmm. Daniels uh, for Nick. West Virginia, Slovis on Pitt. Uh, we also have Rattler at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, any props that you like today? I know you probably haven't looked at a lot of them. No, I haven't. There... I, I actually need to start getting Sims done because with Sunday, there's so many early games. Gotta gotta hit the refresh. So I, I have to wrap mm-hmm. up pretty soon. Okay, cool. But before we do that, guys, be sure to hop in the Discord um i'm gonna start i haven't discussed this with you nick but i want to start posting more of live plays props in the discord specifically than v on twitter yeah 
I so that's a good idea. You guys uh, definitely will want to be in there. Yeah, so join the Discord. Uh, if also, we would we would appreciate all of these very much. Uh, you link your Twitch account with your Amazon Prime account. I know you have Amazon Prime because you're adults. Link the accounts with the link that I just sent in the chat. Uh, click the purple subscribe button down below. Ben, I, are you subscribed um, on your personal account? I don't really have a personal account. Yeah, you do, if card-wise. Oh, yeah, I don't really use that. No, but I'll, Wait, you're, I'll you're, you have your Prime linked, right? <clears throat> Got to use it. Oh, I need to re. I need to re. Yeah, you have to manually do that every month. What do they say? If you don't use it, you lose it. If you don't use it, you lose it. Uh, but yeah, use it so here. My doctor use it somewhere me. else. Make sure you use it. Help out. Uh, help out your friendly local Twitch streamer. I like when you say like help out your poor local Twitch streamer. I, I used friendly today and not poor because we're making a lot of money today. <laughs> I, I like poor because it's like, oh man. Spare, but then it's almost spare, like maybe maybe you shouldn't say. <laughs> poor? Poor. Alright, uh, but yeah, so do that. Uh, also, be sure to uh, download Betstamp. Great tracking app. Um, we're tracking all of the plays from the stream. I think I, that's the right I wanna, command. I right want to point out a comment about Bet Stamp that someone in the chat made. I was trying to find out who it was. But anyways, they said something about Bet Stamp making them more of a disciplined sports better. And I think that's so true. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times, and I've, I've done this probably over 100 times, no, probably even more than that. Where you just kind of like throw something in. Oh, and, yeah. And you're like, oh. And then you don't really think about it, right? I almost feel like bet stamp makes you think just one more second harder about it, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, do, do I want to put this on my, my profile? Yeah, do I want this to be on my public record forever? Oh, yeah. I think that's a a good benefit of bet stamp. Even mm -hmm. if you didn't... You know, well, anyways, yeah, I, I think it's a really good point. I think using bet stamp helps with the discipline factor of sports betting, which is huge. Completely agree. Uh, all right. Heat under. Do you have any NBA thoughts today, Ben? Uh, no, I haven't uh, been following it as much since the Nuggets lost, unfortunately, but um, we got guys in our Discord, though, talking about it, so. Yeah, I think the, uh, Diamondbacks calling up a big-time prospect. Debuting today Pat. against the Rockies. Batter? Mm-hmm. Who is it? Uh, his name is Alec Thomas. Oh, I know who that is. I have some of his cards. Yeah, a uh, 22-year-old outfielder. Uh, Fangrass has him ranked as the number 24 prospect in all of baseball. Mm -hmm. So it would have been would have been a good hype train guy if uh, he's a lefty, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I like can just see his card. 
I have. Yeah, so he's uh, got a good hit tool. Good speed. Good fielder. Good power. This is good all-around center fielder. Where's he batting? Uh, he is hitting... Probably like uh, six or seven. He's hitting, he's hitting eight today. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's a... I think that helps out the D-backs. I mean, it should. I mean, who's out, who's out though? Who's uh, he replacing? I mean, he's starting in center field. I don't I don't know. So Marte's still in though, right? Yeah, I mean, Marte plays second base, mostly. Oh, I'm thinking of the... Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, start, uh, Quetzal Marte can play in the outfield. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that. Uh, but, I mean, they've got Paven Smith in. They've got Peralta in. Cooper Hummel's DHing. I don't know who's out. Christian Walker's in? Yeah, uh, Walker plays first base. Yeah, I'm just just going through the list. I don't know. Who is their other... Um, oh, it's it. Uh, what's his face? No. Jonathan Loop. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jordan Luplo isn't starting. Jordan, yeah. Which is funny. He's actually, like, had <laughs> some pretty decent games this year. Mm-hmm. He's an interesting guy. Because he's still batting under 200, but he's had significant games, so I'll put it that way. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the stream. Got to go yep. get some bets in before games start in about an hour or about half an hour. Uh, but thank you to everyone for being here, especially those of you who have stuck around for the full like hour and 15 minutes that we've been live. Good luck with the bets today. No stream tomorrow, uh, but we'll be back on Tuesday. Same time, same place. Take it easy, everyone. And we'll get See you guys. Time.